0: Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. All right. Time for another Firing Squad. What's up, everybody? This is the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always, the daffy to my Donald. Chad Sowash is in the house. And today we welcome to Firing Squad, Alex Swivnov, CEO at Squad. Alex, how are you? Uh, doing great. Thank you very much, Joel. chad nice to meet you
1: and nice to meet everybody out there. Hello, all the
0: way <laughs> from Serbia. Wow, yeah. yeah. Sorry for butchering your name. Svivna- svivnov is that correct? <laughs> Svinov, thank God you're Alex. Svinov. I can do that one, I can, <laughs> I can say that one. Oh, you don't know my real name, <laughs> it's actually Alexander. Oh, well, that's easy, too. I can do that. Uh, Sorry, sorry. (laughs) All right. So we know a little bit about you personally. For our listeners out there that don't know you, give them a a Twitter bio and give us us a window into Alex. What's he all about?
1: I'm a computer science graduate. For 15 years after that, I've been doing of finance and investment banking, and then I felt like I, you know, I had it all, I knew it all, and it didn't feel like fun at all. So I maybe nine, ten years ago, I switched to uh, startups. Founded my first startup in 2014, which went very well. Founded second startup, which also went well, and uh, they're still profitable in running businesses. And then I felt like you know, startups is something that I really enjoyed doing. And uh, then I failed a few times, and uh, here I am. Uh, now doing my sixth startup that's in squad
0: and father of three so he does get out he does get out and live a little bit
1: (laughs) well yeah my wife says you know you should be more with kids uh so i'm working on that that's my kpi for this year
0: (laughs) now does that mean have more kids or just spend more time with the ones you have no she's not she's not ready for more kids she's like you know first
1: take care of these ones then we'll talk about new ones
0: (laughs) all right always a good idea always a good idea yeah yeah Yeah, that's true i love kids welcome to the squad chat tell him what he's won today
2: well welcome alex this is how firing squad is is going to work my friend at the sound of the bell you will have two minutes to pitch in squad. At the end of two minutes, we're going to hit you up with about 20 minutes of Q&A. Be sure to be concise with all of your answers, or you're going to get hit with the crickets. That just means tighten it up, move out swiftly. At the end of Q&A, you're going to receive one of three of these from either Joel or myself. A big applause. Grab that checkered flag and take a big chug of milk because you just won the race, baby. Golf clap. You're not the fastest in the race, but you're in the race. So so knuckle down and focus on getting better, faster. And last but not least, you brought a oh. horse to the Indy 500. Pack it up and take that walk to the glue factory, my friend, because you are done here.
0: That's the firing squad. Oh, Do you have any a, questions? That is a tire in the parking lot, is that sound right there. <laughs> Alex, are you ready to pitch in squad? Ready as I am. All right. In three, two... <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh,
1: when I was at my last startup, uh, it's a Fintech fintech company, I had a great issue of uh, building a software engineering team. And it's like I've been uh, interviewing lots of uh, developers, lots of data scientists and so on and so forth. But once I would find some really good uh, uh, ones, I would you know they would either ask for too much money or they would look for something else. And essentially, it took me like a half a year to build this, a, good, a good team. And then I figured out that this is probably not just my own problem, but pretty much everybody in the market is uh, having the same problems. Now, that wasn't back in 2020 when this was much more acute than today. However, that you know finding talented engineers is still a huge problem for any startup, particularly for a startup, because engineers always want stability. They want some big, big projects. So if I'm a small startup, you know, where I'm going to find talent, right? And startups always depend on these talents. So that's why we built InSquad. What we did is we went out to remote locations like Latin America, Eastern Europe, Far East, and we built a pipeline of software engineers, which we would uh, vet uh, with machine and uh, with the human, and then we would uh, get them matched with uh, cool startups in US. And that played out very nicely because... You as a startup get a, a great talent, which you wouldn't be able to get at home at very good prices, which are again like half the level of the price at the uh, US uh, uh, software engineer. And you would get them right, right immediately, right? Because all the engineers we have on our platform available to, uh, to start in two weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's. That's where we are. And so far, we've helped over 50 startups, and we have over 200 engineers working for them, and about 3,000 guys in the vetted pool. That's it.
0: Pretty close. Pretty close to time. Pretty close to time. Let's talk about the name in Squad. How'd you come up with it? What's the story? Give us the 411.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, actually, we're, when we're talking about this name, we're thinking about the best software engineering team. It's like a small squad. Right. Where everybody is working towards the same goal. You know, everybody's supporting each other. And it's a little bit uh, it is a little bit like an army. It's definitely not like an army in a a big sense, but a little bit like an army in the sense that, you know, you've got your own task and you got to finish it no matter what. Uh, And that's why we thought that, you know. Uh, having people in squad is, uh, you know, somewhat reminds you of of these of these uh, values of this goal.
0: Okay, I can buy that. I can buy that. All right. So so money wise, you've generated 200k in investment. The last round was in 2021, which seems quite a while to wait for another round of investment. Talk about that. Are you just that profitable now that you don't need uh, money to take on the big dogs, or what's what's up with investment?
1: We used the initial investment. Uh, for, uh, to actually generate the, the, the product, uh, which is a portal where we could, we source engineers. Uh, when we, in 2022, the market changed a lot because the, the demand for engineers has gone, uh, uh down significantly. And uh, so what we've done essentially, we use this time to build our, uh, funnel of engineers and uh, bring them more on board. So by the time when, you know, the next uh, growth phase comes, which we, which we already see, it kind of, you know, the market stabilized and we already see the demand, uh, we would have, you know, a good pipeline of engineers. We will definitely go to the market to raise our Series A, uh, but I, I'm assuming later this year or maybe early next year, because our businesses actually, it is pro- we are profitable these days. However, we would still need the investments for, mar- for things like marketing, brand building, and uh, you know expanding our franchise. So-
0: okay, let's go back to something that you just said. You said the market for developers has, has slowed down significantly, which I would agree. But then you also said that you think it'll pick up. Based on everything that we hear with uh, you know, AI taking jobs from developers, being able to do code, turning entry-level coders into 10x developers, why do you think it's going to come back?
1: Well, there are a few things we should separate. First, is AI is really taking jobs for, away from developers? And my answer is no. It is certainly taking some. It can uh, com- uh, complete certain tasks. Uh, it can work as a junior-level developer. However, in our case, we don't work with a junior-level developers per se. Only, we only offer senior-level, architect-level, you know, team-lead-level, engineers. So that is something AI cannot do now. It may do it sometime in the future but not as, as for now. However, uh, AI also needs uh, engineers and these engineers are called data scientists, you know the guys that are training models and uh, 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 aggregating data, uh, you know building the silos, and so on and so forth, which is again something that AI cannot really do uh, at this moment more more to that. We actually are seeing increased demand. Uh, we, like, for example, our first client asked for, for a prompt engineer, which is a, a new profession that uh, came, uh, came into play with the, with the rise of Chat GPT. So the first request we, we had in, in January, And now we have more and more to that. So uh, I mean, if, if, uh, if we're not going to need any more engineers or developers, then probably we are not going you know, we will not need anybody else. Guaranteed, because uh, the you know engineer is in my in my view, engineer is the prof- future of of uh, of any profession because you need more and more software. You know, we're going away from the hardware into software, and that's why you will need more the data scientists, more test automation guys, you know, more engineers that that will invent our future.
2: All right, so taking that and actually just spinning it more onto the competitor side, so HackerRank has 103 million in funding, and they've been around since 2009. Turing 160 million. TestGorilla has over 80 million. Then there's Coderbyte, Codility, HackerEarth, and a list of other like, somewhat like platforms that are out there. What makes InSquad different from all of those, other than the lack of funding and lack of the <laughs> instant service?
1: Well, uh, we are very much product focused and uh what we are trying to do is to have only superb talent on our platform. Mm-hmm. Now that I mean everybody would say you know nobody would try to 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 sell you some you know some lousy engineers right everybody would would be saying that we're we've got great talents. Mm-hmm. Uh however this is what I hear from our customers you know that they come back to us and ask for more because of the quality they get with our platform is uh, outstanding and that's what we strive to go f- through to get only the the superior talents on our platform i i wouldn't say that our um, biggest competitors are these platforms i would say our biggest competitors are you know old style staffing pla- staffing firms which are only looking for small customers and they have 25 to 50 to hundred engineers on board and they can only do a certain amount of uh, work because if you look at the market in general, all these new platforms you're talking about, they adjust the tiniest to the 1% or 2 or 3% of the market in general.
2: Okay. So more toward what Joel was talking about, today's landscape, GitHub, who owned by Microsoft, uh, is using AI to make mediocre coders good and good coders great. IBM announced that they're slashing 3,900 jobs on the focus of Automation and cost cutting in the tech industry, right? So there's there's going to be a huge change in demand. Here's the, the hard part looking at yourself in the mirror in the morning, you've got to be afraid of these automated AI engineers that take, and, and, and again, we're talking about speed, right? And speed means funding. And we talked about Hacker Rank and all those others who have the funding. Right now, do you have the juice to be able to pivot to all of those other engineers, QA, QC, prompt engineerings? Uh, Do you have enough juice to pivot and keep up with the others, not to mention the automation? Because it's not about, is it going to create new, new jobs? Of course it is. We know that. But do you have the juice to be able to pivot and stay in the race with the rest of them?
1: Well, uh, you know, I'm the CEO of the company as long, as long as I am the CEO and, you know, I believe in this idea, definitely I, I will have the juice. And not only will I have it, but we already, already actually pivoted when we've seen the, you know, the, we've seen a lot of demand in AI. We've basically focused all our, you know, sourcing efforts and all our selling efforts on working with the, with the AI. And that, uh, that played out, out very nicely, especially last half a year when, when we got, we got so many, you know, so many startups coming and, hey, we want to automate this with AI. Hey, we want to use integrate chat GPT. And that's where we are, you know, that's where we're getting the biggest chunk of business these days. Uh, just today we signed a new customer. They are doing animation. Uh, they want to automate uh, motion picture creation whereby you would do you would just type in chat Gpt like prompt and it will create animation immediately so and we see it in every segment in legal in 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 finance in uh, in you know in uh, creation of movies everywhere
0: you said that you have a higher level of developer. In your, in your network, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, what, what makes you think that you have people that aren't in Upwork or aren't in, you know, these other platforms that have techies? Like what makes your sauce so secret?
1: We're trying to keep it very personal in a sense
0: that each and every engineer that we
1: have on our platform has a, a video recording of the actual interview with in-squad recruiter. And that's uh, that's much different from what you would see at Upwork, where it's basically self serve, right? Which we, tr- we try to put extra effort to get only the guys that we know they not only have they have passed tests at a very high level, but uh, but we also had the technical recruiter go with them through all their experience. And then, if if for example during this uh, interview our technical recruiter is not uh, is not entirely satisfied with uh, the explanation. What exactly was done on this project and on that project? What kind of technology you have been using and how you've been using? Were you, you know, just a, a, a code re- reviewer or did you actually do the code yourself on this project? Uh, then if, if the tech recorder is not, you know, uh, entirely satisfied with the answer, we would not skill list that skill with this particular profile. So basically, any, anybody that we bring to our customer, we are certain that we know that this skill and set is actually matched to the, to the resume.
0: But there's no exclusive that you sign with the candidate that says you can't go to Upwork. So there's a good chance no. that these people are all over the place, not just your platform.
1: Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that they are at Upwork because Upwork typically is uh, for you know for lower level, lower field uh, gigs, and the guys that we are working with, they are typically interested in some complicated tasks. They want. They don't want to have a small project. They because they they essentially are looking more for an employment type relationship, but because they're outside US, they are okay with the contract. That
2: was turning so, or, like or hacker rank then. I mean, those yeah, are two have to be top tier. Yeah. Those are two top tier. So they could be in those, those uh, platforms then.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They could okay. be.
0: What's up guys. I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game changing efficiency, of course, what does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. Hiremaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting hiremaster.ai now that's h i r e m a s t e r.ai so when i go to your site and i look at you know web3 developers and how many you have they're typically around the 100 to 125ish number is that what you expected to have after you know being in business for 3 years is it less than you would like to have as a as someone who doesn't do this it, it feels low to me but i want you to speak to what you're you're perception is of how you're growing the network.
1: Yeah. If you are talking about Web3, that's a you know totally new set of technologies. And um there is just the fact that there, you know, if you would ask how many Rust or uh developers do we do we have uh, on our platform, it's it's essentially a function of how many Rust developers are out there. And there ain't many. I mean if you would look at JavaScript, they are you know they're good chance there are a few million engineers all over the world if you're we talking about rust or solano or some other you know similar technology there will be like 10 20000 so that's why we, we we don't have that many of these engineers
0: so okay so meta metaverse you have 135 metaverse has been around for 10 years it's hot it was really hot a few years ago so forget about Web3, and I would feel like there'd be a lot more metaverse developers out there.
1: It's also the, the question that most of our customers are not
0: looking for that type of engineers. Then why feature metaverse on your website if your customers don't want metaverse developers? Most of them don't.
1: There are some that would, would, you know, would ask for but most of them want you know plain, uh, strong JavaScript or Python or Java or C++ engineers. So uh, we do, obviously, we do have uh, engineers in metaverse and in, in the blockchain space and, and the Web3 space, but it's not that, you know, not the main source of uh, interest for our, uh, for our customers these days.
2: I'm going to take what Joel is doing in the micro and I'm going to go macro. Okay. So Statistica says there's around 28 million developers in the world today, which means if you had 2%, you would have half a million developers in your platform. How many developers do you currently have in your platform? 3,000. So not 2%? Not 2% okay. of it, okay. of course. I,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. and I, my take on this is that the market is huge, right? It's very wide. And yeah. uh, it would be uh, unreasonable to expect that any platform would have like 2% of the entire world market. I mean, there are certain areas in the world like Latin America where we have a very significant chunk of their say, JavaScript engineers okay. are on our platform uh, out of, out of uh, you know, all the senior engineers. But I definitely wouldn't think that we're, you know, taking the, the 2% of the entire world.
2: Okay. Well, on your site, it says our vetting process lets in only top 2% developers, right? Yes. So they, they also say, it says, get 75% interview to hire with in squad, that's that's yeah. awesome. I love that. I love that. So, two questions around that: What's the base number of interviews to hires you're working off on that sample set? What's the total?
1: Right now, we have over 200 engineers working with the uh, um, with the s- uh, startups, and mm-hmm. uh, if we ta- if we're taking that over the period of two years, it would have been over 300 engineers. So that's. That's the data set we've got. We have, we, we use the large, large data set. And okay. uh, getting back to your first question about 2%, that basically means that out of the guys that get into our funnel on mm-hmm. the top, uh, suppose we would get 200 engineers today, uh, try to apply to, to our platform. And, the, uh, ultimately we would get only two out of the 100 that would, uh, that we would put their profile on our, Platform, so that they get matched with the project. That's that's what two percent means.
2: So they would be qualified. As yeah, a, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. So how does your system know the candidate was hired?
1: Every time when we have a, a company come to us and request an engineer, we would you know we would sign a contract with them. We we're, we're working based on a contract with a company. So
2: kind of like a staffing. Up, it's exactly
1: right? a staffing model. Yeah. So we know everybody who was hired. Access okay. to the platform is free uh, unless you unless you hire
2: somebody. Okay, so around the product, real quick, you've got pre-screening quizzes, coding challenges, recruiter interview. Is there any training that you keep uh, in the platform to continue to help the individuals become uh, better at what they do and more sticky to your platform?
1: That's a very good point. We are, uh, you know, launching this part. It's not yet there. It's got. It's due to be launched this fall. Uh, we will have a, you know, huge. separate part that will take care of their training, of their, you know, of taking their career path, because obviously we want to stay, you know, we want to stay strong guys to stay uh, with us for longer. So we want to make sure that they, that, you know, the, their project is something that they are interested in, or if they want to try new technology, we are there to help them get themselves educated and find themselves in your project.
0: Let's talk about marketing real quick. So my perception is there's not a lot going there. I've got three blog posts that I can see on the website. Your last Instagram uh, post was in 2022. If I click in squad and media on your website, it just takes me back to uh, the cases page. So there's, I don't see a lot of press that you're sort of touting like what's going on marketing wise and how are you getting professionals to the site? How are you getting employers to the site? Cause I don't see a lot of things going on marketing wise.
1: Yeah. Uh, as for professionals, we've uh, tried many techniques and we've seen that, uh, out simple outreach works the best, uh, in, in a sense that we, we can, uh, target our audience very well because, uh, when we, we used marketing tools, we would get a lot of, Entry level guys uh, to try to go through our system and they would never pass, so the the conversion ratios were real, real low. So what we then decided is we first we we use uh, we buy databases within, uh, with the with the contacts, uh, obviously where it's legally permitted, and then we do call the outreach because in in some places it's it's not allowed, so we, we don't do that there now. Uh, and that and that plays out very well, uh, meaning that. The guys that we outreach in a, in a uh, in many cases they are actually are interested in in this type of an offer. Uh, as for as for the customers uh, or for new clients, we've found that uh, offline events uh, work much better than online uh, these days. There's just too much of a. Uh, too much of online content that uh, all our, you know, target audience the CEOs and CDOs of the startups that we're trying to target there are getting. So we're are participating in all sorts of offline events, conferences, uh, and that, that works well.
0: It feels like a conference would be a great time to, I don't know, create content for social media. Does that not come into play with you guys? Like what's going on there?
1: I fully appreciate that. And that's, you know, the, uh, I've, I've heard these questions before. However, with what we've seen is uh, our sales process is built on uh, a direct B2B communication, which does not require a lot of marketing. Now, uh, once we get you know, it's past the point where we see a lot of demand. We use marketing like last year, and we found that it's not as efficient because uh, marketing helps when you have a high level of demand, right? And then it marketing helps you convert that uh, potential demand into real demand on your site. What we found last year is that due to the fact that the the, the demand has uh, dropped, Uh, Direct sales are working way better. So when we go to a conference, we have a direct contact with our target audience we take we you know we work with them and help them
0: build their software
1: engineering team
0: you're giving me the same answer so we'll we'll move on oh, from sorry. that maybe sorry. maybe you could go to upwork and get a social media manager or something okay. on a hourly basis so okay. you mentioned a series a what do you want to be when you grow up do you want to be a huge company do you want to be like a lifestyle thing in central europe and go to you know berlin and and copenhagen on occasionally like what is the end goal for you on this business
1: well i definitely want to... Build it into a large business because uh, I see this this business has a very good uh, capitalization in the sense that each and every engineer that we work with and each and every customer that we work with typically stay with us for a period of over two two years. I mean we have very very little churn, uh, so I see that business could be uh, easily capitalized and you know sell it in in five years or so when it, when it uh, reaches a you know, good numbers. I personally have a number of 1,000 engineers that are working with our platform, which is five times this from today. And it's probably going to take us about two years to reach that number. And then it's going to be, you know, good numbers in terms of valuation.
2: So talk to me about staffing. You, you, you are pretty much a staffing company to, to some extent, uh, just more focused on online, right? Are you working with any staffing companies whatsoever? What does your go-to-market look like sales-wise, outreach, those types of things? Are you going direct to companies? Or are you actually feeding through staffing companies to be able to supercharge their deliverable?
1: Yeah, with us we could work with the staffing companies, or we we could work with the and and clients. Uh, these days we have less of a staffing. I think we have maybe three staffing companies at all. Just because they're uh, when the market is hot, you know, everybody is uh, is trying to get uh, engineers from anywhere. Right when it's kind of cools down, uh, it doesn't really make sense for us to go with the staffing firms. Because we would take up a lot of their margin or they would take up a lot of our margin. So our our uh, goal for this year and uh, up until the point when the, the market, you know, is going to um, catch up is, is to work directly with the customers.
2: Okay. So pricing, I'm assuming you're going off of uh, just a, a percentage of margin. W- what are you working off of there?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, we, our margin is uh, included in the ultimate price of a, any engineer. Okay. What is it? The margin is. Yeah. Anywhere between ten and forty-five percent, really, depending on on the exact requirements on uh, uh, and uh, you know complexity of finding this that particular candidate.
0: All right, Alex. The Q and A is over. It's time to face the firing squad. Are you ready, my friend? Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go first. So, you got the idea initially for this business in 2015ish, correct? The idea for this business came when there was a high need for developers. There was a ton of energy when you started the company with the pandemic. There was money flowing into startups. I would have loved to see more money uh, raised in 2020 to 2022. Um, I think it's going to be significantly harder for you to raise that Series A going forward. And the fact that it's been two years tells me there's been some hurdles to get that funding. But I also think that from the original idea of this company, The world really has changed. Um, I really do believe that, you know, Elon Musk laying off 80% of his developers or whatever that is, is going to be a trend in all kinds of companies and not just tech. We see IBM to BT to all kinds of companies talk about AI taking jobs, talking about layoffs. So I think you're going to be, you're going to struggle just from that fact of the world has changed because of chat GPT. I think that you're bringing a squirt gun to a howitzer fight. We mentioned Touring and Della, not just Upwork and Fiverr and some other big companies with a lot of money, a lot of brand recognition. At best, you can be like a really laser focused niche that does have great Web3 developers or metaverse or like really unique kind of industries. But this also feels like a company that has sort of ran out of steam when I look at your social media, when I look at your content online, when I see links that don't go anywhere, to me, that says a company that was really pumped up at first, was putting out content, and has like just sort of ran out of gas. So for those three reasons, for me, I can't grade any, any other way but the guns. Oh! Chad?
2: Whew, okay. Alex, first and foremost, you got to tighten up that pitch, my friend. You got to tighten up that pitch. It's got to be tight. A white glove service sounds like your forte. And I think that's awesome. The thing is you can't scale white glove human interaction. It's really hard. Unless what? Unless you're working with an organization that has that kind of scale, like a staffing organization. That's the thing is that if you want to be able to grow, this is all about scale, all about scale. Not to mention if you take a look at your outreach and how you explained it to us, The outreach that you're currently doing isn't scalable. You need more traffic at the top end of the funnel that leads down to your screening and coding challenges. You've got the system in place. You just need to feed the beast, man. You got to feed the beast. But manual outreach is not your friend and it will never be your friend. I I love the the idea of going out to events and doing those types of things to to, to get the word out there, especially in the community. One thing you're Missing a huge gap in the market, especially right now. Joel talked about all the AI taking jobs, blah, blah, blah. Whether that's true or it's not true doesn't fucking matter, man. What matters is that everybody's hearing it and they know they need to train. They need training and they need it now. It's one of the things that GitHub's doing, HackerRank's doing. A lot of these organizations are already doing Andela, which Joel just mentioned. They are feeding the beast in training a whole country. <laughs> and trying to get this done. Scale. They're doing this with scale. So everything that you've hit, I, I agree with Joel with regard to two years ago. I think it would have been an easy, big applause, but unfortunately you're you're too late. It feels like you're bringing a horse to the Indy 500 you're a little bit too slow. Hopefully, hopefully you can get some funding. You can supercharge some of those areas like training and then also outreach and then you can explode. But until then, I hope you come back and you prove us wrong. But until then, my friend, you're getting the guns.
0: Ouch. Sorry, Alex. Don, no problem. (laughs) No problem. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. We appreciate you answering our questions. For our listeners out there that do want to know more about InSquad uh, and the company, where would you send them?
1: Uh, the best way to uh, reach out to us is to contact me on the LinkedIn. I'm L-A-L-E-X, S-V-I-N-O-V, and uh, we'll, we'll
0: continue communication there. You can also go to squad.com. See, I'm helping you with your marketing, now, <laughs> Alex, a little bit. <laughs> we do hope you come back and prove us wrong. But until yes. then, Alex, it sounds like you have your work cut out for you. Chad, that's another one in the can. We out. We out. This has been The Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the firing squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com.